if you think of this, like, Jesus' express purpose in the flesh is just that the Father would be known, because he knows that when the Father is known, uh, everything is ease, everything is free, everything is delight, uh, and the Father's, the Father's very present, and, he, and, and there's, a, there's, there's, there's a quick prompt that he's going, just know this now, know this now. Um, and I was, I was reflecting on that. And if you just allow, allow yourself to riff, you know, improvise in your mind, if you will, uh, uh, what, what that means, do you know what I mean? Everything that we currently are, if, if, if you're breathing, uh, he, he is actually breathing through you. And if, he, and if you are breathing, it's, it's so that you would know him. And in your breathing, every single other person would know him. If you can see right now with your eyes, it's because he would have you see. And if he would have you see, it's because... That's reflecting who he is to me, to each one here. The very fact that, that, that you can see, the very fact that you're breathing, the very fact that you're, you're, you're whatever you're doing, somehow he's in that reflecting himself to others as well as to you. The very fact that you can see whatever you're looking at now, whether your eyes are closed, whether they're open, whether they're looking at me, whether they're looking at something else, uh, everything. Everything is actually soaking in who he is and we're, we're in one sense, just wanting to, to, to see and know the simplicity of a child that can just know uh, the fullness of, those, um, of that reality and, and live in that fullness. Um, we'll just jump straight into actually um, the, the scripture passage that uh, we're continuing as we explore um, or just allow the Spirit of Christ to, to speak to us and through us. Um, but but just, just get this, that it's not, it's not because... Um, it's not because I'm saying anything special of myself that God is here. God is here... And somehow in, in me speaking, if I were to stop here, um, then that would be a revelation. If I'm to carry on, that would be a revelation. Nothing can stop him speaking to you in this very moment. Um, if, if I were to stutter my way through this and fumble, that would be a ministration of God to you. Nothing can withhold God from you in this moment. And so just allow, allow his spirit um, to prompt and um, to speak to you as we, as we cast our, our hearts and our minds on, on Christ. Um, this is, this is uh, where we come up, we're coming up to. We're, we're pretty much in the last little segment of Matthew 5. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty, pretty significant um, section where I think um, Jesus, Jesus is pretty much in one sense summing up uh, uh, everything that's come before that we've been talking about. Um, and, and it's not about rules, it's about catching a glimpse of, of, of the all-encompassing nature of the Father and entering into his ease. So let's just uh, read here in Matthew chapter 5. Jesus says, You have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you 
and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, love your neighbour and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even the pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Um, Huge, huge words. Uh, just in the same way as we, we saw in the little video, um, Jesus saying, unless, unless you become like these, you will not see the kingdom of God. You won't see the kingdom of heaven. He says the exact same thing here, right? If we, if we go back there, have, have a look at this. this. This is so all-encompassing, right? Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. And then, after giving examples, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. He starts off um, giving what, what the status quo is. And, and I think it's good. It's good to start with, with where we're at, because everything that Jesus is doing, as we were talking about just before, is there's, there's paths that our minds are, are flowing on, um, ideas that, we've, that we see the world through, a lens that we see the world through. Um, that's just wrong. Um, and there's no condemnation in that. Take, take that word from the psalm very well, do you know what I mean? He leads sinners um, um, to the right path. T- take that, take that to heart. There's ways that we see things that are wrong. And so he gives us the, the status quo, in a sense, uh, the thing that we're used to, and then he starts to unravel it. And, and we, we should just do that. Allow the unraveling um, to happen here this, this afternoon. Uh, let's think along lines that perhaps sometimes we don't, we don't like to push the boundaries. We, we, we like to stick to the lines rather than allowing the, the delight to, 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 to burst the bounds of those straight lines that we've been um, thinking through. The lines were there for a reason and it's good but now let's, let's allow the delight of who God is um, to flow through. So Jesus says, this is the thing that, that you're used to, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Um, we, we could think of, think of in the most basic sense of, of what's, what's being achieved in, in that happening, right? Um, uh, an, an eye for an eye. What, what exactly would someone be trying to do by, by making that a law, making that a statement? Um, maybe, maybe think for a second on that. What, what could possibly be achieved by an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth? Perhaps we can think along the lines of justice, 
you know, if, if one person is wronged, um, then, then it's fair that there's, a, there's a, some sort of a balance that the person who wrongs, they should be um, wronged as well. Um, they, uh, that would be fair, you know what I mean, if, if, if the, two, the two would experience the exact same thing. Maybe we can think along the lines of um, preventative justice, do you know what I mean? If, if maybe, maybe the intention is not actually an eye for an eye, but, but if someone knows that, hey, if I take out your eye, I'm going to get my eye taken out, then I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not going to bother taking out your eye. Uh, it's not worth it. You know, maybe there's some sort of prevention there. Maybe that's the case. We, we sort of understand that. Our, our, our idea of punishment, right, or the law, um, you know, up, up the cost of, of fines on particular things, and you're going to go, um, you know, it's, it's, it's fair in, in one sense that if I do that particular thing, I should be fined, and so I'm not going to do it. But no one ever feels like that when they get fined. Don't you always feel like, somehow, I'm being wronged, even though, yes, I know I did it, but do you know what I mean? I like, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't dangerous, or it wasn't, do you know what I mean? Why, why does, am I, am I handicapped in some way? Why is something taken away from me when... When nothing, do you know what I mean? Nothing really, nothing really eventuated. No, no harm done. What is, is it just preventative? We we cannot. That's the sort of things that we think of: um, justice, law, fairness. I I don't know if you've ever sort of thought this. It, it's it's sort of a natural a natural impulse that we seem to have um, that if one person wrongs us, um, somehow things will be better if they're wronged as well. Uh, I know we know we know oh that's wrong and, and whatever but but still there's there's a sense that would be the case. Um, um, why is that? Can, like ima- imagine this: what could possibly be achieved if one person has lost their eye? And think of think of the sum the sum of the sum of all people. Think of the sum of a community that 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 relies on each other, right? Um, that that need each other. Let's let's go really primitive. Let's let's give an example like um, um, people are people are hunting, right? And that's the way that they that they sustain their community and they and they go out together and they hunt. And uh, two guys get into a fight. One guy takes the the eye out of this guy, and then you go, okay, well to even things out, um, take this guy's eye. How is that going to benefit the community? Do you know what I mean? It, it's like you've got two people now who are handicapped. And that's a detriment to the whole. Why would, it, why would it make sense for an eye for an eye to be a good thing? And so we go, okay, well, there's, it, it, it must be preventative, right? That, that's, that's perhaps what we would think. But if you've been following along the lines of where we've where we've come from and what we just keep reiterating. Nothing's new. Nothing's new here in what we're talking about. Um, Jesus Jesus wanting to reveal something, uh, uh, a reality of the kingdom of God here. Do you know what I mean? That we would be children, that we would know the kingdom here, that we would understand what, 
what, what, is all of the, what are all of these things getting at? Where is it leading us to? How do we, how do we get to this moment where, where the Christ comes in our hearts and then all of a sudden everything is transformed? And the, the switch that Jesus is talking about happens in our hearts rather than just going, okay, we, we understand one paradigm and now we're putting that paradigm to the side and we're starting a new paradigm. Because we already read that Jesus didn't come to abolish the law. So he's actually not abolishing an eye for an eye. He's coming to fulfill it somehow. And so the eye for an eye has got to be a communication of something. And more than just understanding it logically, uh, we, we, we want to open our hearts to what, to, what he's, to what he's saying. And somehow, the real intention of an eye for an eye comes, um, is, is, is brought to light as he, as he continues. So verse, if we pull up verse 39 there, Jesus says this, I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. If, 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 you ta- if you hear those words and you don't think that that's crazy, then, then you've got it. Do you know what I mean? You're, 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 you're in, a, in a level of living. Like, if, if, if this is just how you live and you, you, you've got no sense of, of okay, um, um, between me and another person, uh, they can just take everything that I have. Do you know what I mean? If, if, if that's how you live, then... Um, and you're delighting in that, and you're free in that, then you've got it. Like, that, you've got it. But in the same way that an eye for an eye makes sense, do you know what I mean? For, for the Jewish community that, that, that God is giving the law to, an eye for an eye makes sense. It, there, there's a, there's, there's a, stabilizing, a stabilizing thing. But as we saw, as soon as you push into it, no one, you, never, you don't want to do it. Like, it, there's something in you going... Yes, but you would never want to do that. You would never want to put yourself in a situation where you had to do that. Do you see that, that in the exact same thing as an eye for an eye? This is the same thing is happening here. It, it, it's going, yeah, 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 I understand how that's right, but, but man, you would never want to be in a situation where you would have to do that. I don't know if you, if you feel that. Do you, like, where, where would, would, you put, would you put the wall up at some point? Would you go, well, no, I've done enough now or they've they've taken advantage of me um, enough and you've got to be pragmatic you can't live in the world that way somehow the kingdom of heaven allows a vision of the father that's everything that matters here it's it's all whether whether our lives are uh, are a burden to us and a chore and feel like um, uh, that life is heavy and hard it's because we see the Father in a way that is, is on the line of sinners. It, we don't understand him. So what is Jesus? Jesus is coming in that vein of going, I'm, I'm, I am the Father here and I'm, and I'm leading you. And yet your minds keep, keep hitting, hitting barriers. It, it, 
things, things don't seem to make sense. It's, it's too... There's something in us that testifies, yes, that's right, but, but no. Do you know what I mean? Surely that can't be right. That's, it, that won't lead to a good outcome. And there's a level of communication here um, that I know every one of us is, are going to understand because we've been, we've been saying this and we know this in a sense. But the whole point is is to go that there's no, there's no caveat here in what Jesus is saying. But what he's aiming at is the delight in the Father. He's not aiming at doing things a particular way. He's not aiming at you, you, um, you gritting your teeth together. Because let me tell you this, the first, the first realisation of a sinner is that they do bad things, Right? That's the first realisation of, of a sinner. I'm doing things that are wrong. And the heart, which is right, doesn't want to do those things. Pulls, pulls back from those wrong things. And, and, and either the person tries to work to try and get rid of those things and realises they can't, um, uh, or through that process even, they come to the point where they just go, actually, I, I, I need to recognise something in me, a life in me that is not my own, that, that is actually who I am, that, that breaks me out of the Egypt that we've been talking about, the slavery to, to, to particular things that we know it's not, it's not light, it's not, it's not life. The problem is, as sinners, as people who do wrong things, um, we, we're, we, we've had lines of thinking or, or lines of vision that actually do see things that God desires and have delighted to do good things. The, the sinner doesn't only do in the externals bad things, the sinner also does the good things. First, they recognise the bad and they hate the bad and they, and they seek to get rid of that. But they don't realise that even the good things that they do, that they think don't need the, the life, that aren't, if they believe that it's not actually just the life of God and it always has been, then something needs to break there as well. Something needs to drop off. And so Jesus is, is drawing to a place of, um, of making a recognition and he pushes it to the limit. He, he makes perfection the only answer. You be perfect as the Father is perfect. And he does that so that we don't fall into the trap of going, wow, yes, he's, he's, he's transformed me or he's saved me from my sinful state. And now I see all the good things I'm meant to do and... and and now I can start doing those good things. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't allow you that option. And, and every, most Christians, I would say, know this. Because right from the get-go, perfection is never an option for most Christians. It, it, in fact, it's the opposite of what Jesus just said. It's always, well, you know, we'll never be perfect, thank, you know, thank goodness for God's grace. 
as if God's grace wasn't this very thing, for this very purpose, right? And he's, he, he, he makes perfect, he, he reveals the Father, because he's saying, effectively, if he's saying you do this, he's saying, this is what the Father does, and this is all the Father has ever been doing. You're expecting a judgment day, you're expecting a day of revenge, you're expecting a day of everything to be leveled, like an eye for an eye. You're not understanding something here. Because as I'm revealing what you should do here, which is continue to give, you know what I mean? If someone takes advantage of you one mile, you go two. If someone, if someone sues you, you give, you, give, you give more. He's saying this is the Father. There's no limit. Where, where's the line? When's he going to stop? He's saying, know this. Know this, Father. Understand him. Realize that, that there's no separation here. as he starts to sort of pull these lines, we should get a sense that all an eye for an eye ever was, was a communication that if you're taking out someone else's eye, that's your eye. It's not a fairness thing. The communication that's happening is that your fun, th- there's no separation between you and your neighbour. There's no separation between you and the person you consider your enemy. Do you know what an eye for an eye is? It's just so that you can go, when, when, I, when I hurt someone else, if I, if I act as if they're not me, you need to know they are you. You are united. You need to know that. That's what it was meant to, to communicate. And yet, from that is birth all these other other um, concepts and ideas of, of judgment and retribution. And, and we're not seeing the law that Christ came to fulfill. We're not seeing the law of Christ, the law of liberty, the law of freedom, the law of love. Do you know what the incredible thing is? What Jesus does, if, if you think of it this way, if an, if an eye for an eye, the whole point is that you would come to know that, that, that um, it's the most natural thing not, not to hate yourself, not to, not to hurt yourself. And, and I know you might even go, no, 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 people do hate themselves, but, but it's actually impossible. And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I stand by Paul's words on that because even people who seem to hate themselves or, 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 or even want to end their own life, they're trying to escape something that's hurting them. So they're trying to escape something that, that, that they just don't want. There's a deep, a deep aspect of who they are that just doesn't want things as they are. And so even the harm that they cause themselves is not actually a harm to themselves. It's, it's a desire for freedom. It's, it, they actually think that they're, they're, they're doing a good to themselves. And if you, if you, if you understand that reality, as Jesus expands the lines of who you actually are, that there's, there's a oneness of body, that there's no separation between you and the next person, you don't want to hurt anyone. You actually don't want to. You may be doing it misguidedly. You're a sinner, yes, you're doing it misguidedly. People who inflict harm on themselves, people, people who commit suicide, they're they're, they're misguided and yet they're still trying to do the thing that's good for them, that they feel is good for them. And yet they're isolating themselves. They're not able to see themselves in the light of, of, 
of heaven, in the light of God, in the light of unity. They've, they've cut themselves off from everything else in their vision. And therefore, the thing that they're doing that seems good is misguided, it's ignorant. And what we see Jesus communicating is, is a level of unity that he longs for people to know. It's not a thing that we can intellectualize. It's not a thing that you can try and do. That's the very thing he's stopping you from doing because he said the perfection, only the perfection of it. Be perfect. Do this. Know your oneness. Live in that oneness. Don't fall short. Do not fall short. Which is not a harsh thing. He's saying, don't try to do it in your own. Don't, don't try to do it as yourself. Recognize that there's a oneness here. Do you know if he's saying that that an eye for an eye is meant to communicate your oneness with the other person, then as he reveals the Father here, as the one who gives of himself, who never, who never seeks retribution, who never is trying to balance the scales, who only just pours out himself, if the whole point of the communication was that, that one person is not separate from another person, and your very Father is the one who is trying to show you that, then the communication of the Christ is that you are not separate from the one who has been continually giving out to you. He's one with you. That's the very reason why he's not going to annihilate you. That's the very reason why he's not coming against you and going to do an eye for an eye. He, he's the one who allows his reign to come on the evil and the good because he sees his enemy, the ones that we consider evil, and he knows something. He knows something that we can't imagine. He knows something that we can't see. He knows it's his own body. He's going to keep, keep pouring out. Keep pouring out. This is an incredible truth. I don't know if you, I don't know if you can just, just see, see the ease of that. Perhaps, perhaps we're so wanting to stick close to the lines to say, no, we, we just want to go an eye for an eye and, and we don't want to, to hop over into the place where it doesn't make sense. We just, want to, we just want to lay down the law. The law is something and we just want to keep to those lines. And you don't want to to break out of the place where the Father is just delight and you can actually know His presence and the oneness and His communication to you that is wanting to say, there's nothing that you can do that can expend my very giving of myself to you. And all that will ever happen in the end, which is the very revelation of Christ on the cross giving Himself, is that you will come to know that very life of Him. Where's the line? Where's the line? I'm not going to tell you where the line is. You need to, exp- do you know what I mean, allow that. Allow the very revelation of who God is to take hold of your heart, your personal heart, that every line between you and him would be broken down. And then, that's the only way that you will ever be perfect as your Father is perfect because you will cease to see evil people. You will cease to see enemies. You will cease to see people abusing or taking advantage of and all you will have is the Father flowing through you for the revelation of those people. But you see it already before they even see it because that's what the Father does. That's who the Father is. There's nothing, I'm saying this in a double negative, there's nothing not good about that. That's incredible. I I don't know if you have a sense of that this evening. And perhaps, perhaps 
that's a communication to you this very evening. If, if, you're, if, you, if, you can, if your minds can sort of go, that's, that's, that's too good, that's incredible, but I just don't feel that. Don't feel condemnation. Don't, don't, don't feel like you're apart. Just allow that. That's being allowed. The very fact that you feel that, the very fact that you, that you have a sense of, I, 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 I desire, but, but is that really true? Is that, that, all of that, the sum of everything that's going on in your heart and mind is the very re- revelation, the very leading along the path that he's taking you on. And it's so personal and it's all revelation and it's all ease and he seeks to just draw us to that place where we are children and, and perhaps we feel that chastening. I, 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 I see that in moments now. If, if, if Annie's going on the wrong path um, and I call him up on it, there's, you know, the, the bottom lip comes out and there's almost like a shock. And then, and then, he, and then he receives my love in that moment. My whole, my, whole, my whole desire is a communication of love. It's not a doing of particular things. In the correction and, 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 the, and the revelation of him being wrong, it's not, okay, now you do the right thing. It's like, now know my love. And it's almost like that chastening just opens his heart up. And man, does the love of God pour out? Does the love of the Father pour out? And that's not a, far, it's not, it's not a, it's not a biological father and son thing. It's the very thing for each one of us in our relationship with one another. But, but that's the thing that he's communicating to us. Always, in everything. This is not just a one-time sermon. It's not like, okay, this is what he's communicating to us tonight. And um, next week, we're, we're moving on and there's something else. There's nothing else. There's nothing else. The very life of God as your life. Praise God. And, then, and that's what we feed on. Continually bring to remembrance. The one... Where was the line? Where was the line? So we rejoice in who he is. And for that reason, Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, here's the lines, right? Took the bread, was with the disciples, gave thanks to his father, said, this is my body given for you, without restriction. Try and find the line. Eat it. Devour me. Consume me. Take me in. Find it. And come to the end of yourself. 